therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. More than 13,000 testing a devastating new phase of the virus. A national emergency declaration. travel from Europe. Across the country, schools are closing their doors. The annual South by Southwest Festival has been canceled. Now to the shutdown of all professional and college sports. All of the toilet paper is gone. Doctors and nurses urging everyone to stay indoors. First thing you need to do is wash your hands. Volunteers boxed up hundreds of quarantine food kits. The city of Sacramento is teaming up with business groups to raise money for these businesses and their employees. Carly Boyd had to show off her engagement ring through her grandfather's window. Ed Bastion saying he will forego his entire salary this year. In a time like this, uh, music is a really, really beautiful thing. stores are now making special hours for seniors so that they can have the stores to themselves. We're out here doing our part to ensure people have access to this basic necessity. I stay home for uh, Portia, for my mother, for my grandpa and grandma, for my family, for you, for those who can't. So hi everyone. The reason we do this is just to kind of come together. Just thinking about you all during these difficult times. This is a crazy time that we're in right now, but we're all going to be okay. Just wanted to encourage everyone to remain optimistic. This is going to pass. It's going to take a team though. Whatever you may need, uh, please, please, please reach out to me. We're hoping you all stay safe and we can't wait to see you soon. Praise the Lord. Amen. Welcome to, uh, to this, to us, to you, to me, all right, and, 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 and uh, the story, all right, that we get to change, right? Praise the Lord that there are people right now that are changing the story. They're, they're getting involved and in trying to stay, change the story that's taking place in our world right now. But like it or not, man, and here's what I know, like it or not, man, this is the story, all right, and this is, this is the story that the whole world is sharing right now. At this very moment, you can count that over 200 countries, all right, are dealing with this firsthand. And, and other countries are wondering when this story is going to creep in to their, into, into their borders. This is the story, man, like it or not. It's the narrative, all right, that has not only creeped into our world, but has actually creeped into your house. It's even creeped into your way of living. It's even creeped in, all right, to, 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 to your minds and our conversations and everything right now, man. Everything seems to be under the narrative, right? Everything seems to be under the narrative of this umbrella, this, this story. Everything we're dealing with seems to be right here under this worldwide story. And I get it, man. The concerns are real, right? I understand. The concerns are real. Am I going to get sick? We wonder, am, am I going to get sick, man? You know, is my family going to get sick? These are real concerns right now. I understand this. 
all right? I understand that some are already sick and they're wondering, did I get anybody else sick or how far is this sickness gonna take me? Am I gonna end up, all right? Some of you have people right now that you love and that you care about and you're praying that they make it through. I get it, it's real. I understand it, it's real. People are recognizing right now, they're, 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 they're understanding that the economy, man, it's gonna, is it gonna get crazier? What about, uh, some of you are already feeling the effect. I know some of you own businesses. You own businesses and you're wondering, man, how can I take care? You wanna take care of your employees. You're not sure if you're gonna be able to. I get it, man. Some of you are employees wondering, man, I don't know if I'm gonna pay the bills. This is affecting my way of life, man. And I get the struggle is real right now in our world. And I understand this and I'm not gonna act like it ain't there. Some of us are wondering if there are gonna be enough resources to see us to the other side of this. And I know that a lot of us are wondering right now, man, we're, we're, we're wondering how long is this gonna last? And you know what? I would be lying to you if I told you that I wasn't worrying about or even thinking about any of that stuff. I would be lying to you because I'm tripping, man. Like, what, if have, what, if, what, if, what happens if I get sick? I'm thinking about this. Am I gonna get my family sick? Am I gonna get you guys sick? And this is a real struggle. I'd be lying if I wasn't even thinking about this. I'd be lying if I told you that, right? I even get mad at myself sometimes. I get mad at myself, man, for, for overthinking self-preservation, right? Overthinking, how am I gonna take care of myself, man? Overthinking it and maybe even underthinking preservation of others. And so I pray, man, maybe, maybe like a lot of you. God, what do you want me to do? How do you, how do you, want, me to, how do you want me to approach this? How am I supposed to... Prepare for this. It's catching us all off guard, man. This story has caught everyone on the planet. It's caught every one of us by surprise. And I know this, man. It's caught all of us by surprise, man. All right? And, 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 but, but here's what I know, and this is a fact. It did not catch God by surprise. This story didn't catch Jesus by surprise. The Lord of heaven is not going, dang, I didn't expect that. I guarantee you God's not saying that. Because here's what else I know, man, that, that, that stories like this, man, this is, it has happened before. This is not the first time that this has taken place on the planet. And I, I'm, probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the last. Well, here's what I know. Is that the story of Jesus Christ, God's story, hasn't changed. The cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is still the center of the universe. This is what I know. I know that the story hasn't changed, man, that God is still sovereign. He is still on the throne. He's not looking at some, looking away and saying, oh man, I'm looking back. Jesus is still Lord. He is still Savior. The cross is still the redemption of mankind. And I recognize this. Everybody right now, I understand, needs to know that they can know Jesus. We know this. Jesus Christ, all right, came. God himself came, all right, was born in the flesh, all right? This is the truth. The story has not changed. This narrative that's trying to take over the planet right now can't touch the truth of this story that Jesus Christ, all right, he lived, all right? He lived, he taught, he did miracles. He was God in the flesh. He gave himself up for you and for me so that he could pave a way back to the Father for us. 
through the cross and through the resurrection of my King and my Savior, Jesus is still on the throne. And right there, you could say amen. This is what I know. And because that story is still the greater reality, is still the greater reality, I also know that the story of Jesus Christ and his church has been and will continually be to make it easier for people to know Jesus. And right now, we could, we could, we could um, confidently say to make it easier for this planet, for people all over the planet to know Jesus. I know that. People still need to know that they can know Jesus. Right? I know that the whole world right now is paying attention. The whole world right now is looking for a better story because the story that's out there, the story that's surrounding every conversation, all right, is not a great story. And we don't want to own that story. And I know people right now, they're looking for a new narrative. They're looking for a new story. And here's what I know you and me, if you've given your life to Christ, man, as He is your King, as He is your Savior, all right, we've got the better story. And we should be telling that story. That's the story that we should be sharing. We have a better story. And so I know that the story of Christ and his church will continually be, number one, all right, to make it easier for people to know Jesus. Number two, to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Yes, people still need to know that they can know Jesus, but people also still need to, know, need to grow in their relationship with Christ. I can't tell you how many, how many people right now are asking me, man. They're like, hey, like, hey, man, is this the end of the world? Is this the end? Is this it? Is this where it's all going to happen? And, I, you know, I don't have those kind of big answers. I don't think so, all right? But I know it's a crazy time. And I know right now that more than ever, people need you and me to grow in our relationship with Christ so that we can not only show them our faith, but we can provide them hope. And we can lead them in understanding so people, people still, all right, they still need to know that they can know Jesus. People still need to uh, grow in our relationship with Jesus, all right? And number three, well, we still need to continue to create a Jesus culture that does not demand a Jesus response. This is a big deal. This is what Jesus people do. In good times, in crazy times, all right, in times where it seems like it's all the end, we, we continue to do this. We create a Jesus culture that doesn't demand a Jesus response. The church still needs to be, man, the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in and to a world that's dying without him. This is, this is our story, and it hasn't changed Right times and 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 perception, uh, cultural perception. You know where the world's heading and and our focus is. That has all changed, but this story right here, this story, this narrative, Jesus and His church has not changed. We still need to make it easier. We still need to lead people to grow. The church still needs to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and the church still needs to seek the well-being of the community where we're placed. The church still needs to meet the cries of the street with the resources of the church that God's provided. That story, you see, that, 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 that four parts to our story has not changed. This hasn't changed. Jesus is still Lord. 
People still need to know it. People still need to grow in it. People still need to be the hands and feet of our Lord. And people still need to meet those cries. Last week, I was talking to you guys. All right, last week, we were talking about faith, not fear. Faith, not fear. But faith, not fear, that's, that's a two-sided coin. There's another side to that coin. And I'm gonna share it to you in a minute. But let me just remind you that Jesus himself told us not to be afraid, not to worry, not to be anxious. You see, he, in one of the biggest sermons that we have recorded of Christ, he starts calling us salt and light, all right? He starts telling us uh, to, to be the salt of the earth and, and the light of the earth. And he says, you know, so that people can see our good works and glorify our Father that's in heaven. And what does salt do? Salt preserves. Salt preserves, right? And what does light do? Light shows the way. And so with that context, he's telling us, man, don't worry about these things, man, that are going on. Right now, there are, there are people worrying. There's, there's, a, there's a bit of a, a food shortage going on right now in New Orleans, all right? And people are tripping. But that's what the church is for. That's why he said, don't worry about what, what he tells us right here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. He tells us, Father, I just pray to you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is your word, Lord God. And we're asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us this understanding, Lord God, that, that it would not be join the story, but it would be the story. Your word, Lord God, in Jesus' name, we give you praise. He said this, Jesus said this. He says, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious saying, what are we gonna eat? A lot of us are wondering, man, we're stocking up, right? You know, what are we going to drink? All right, I mean, we, we, we actually praise the Lord, man, you know, through the efforts of the church and men and women who support this church. All right, we created a distilled water dispensary at the recenter. There's, you can drink. What are we going to wear? Right now, we're creating masks. All right, so you got something to wear. It's happening, man. People are looking at this. And in this time, people would say, you know, he would say, don't say, what are we going to eat? Don't say, what are we going to drink? Don't say, what are we going to wear? Don't say, where are we going to get toilet paper and sanitizer? He would tell us that right now. Because he knows, I was, this is crazy. I was, in, I was in Safeway. Okay, check this out. I was in Safeway, you know, and one of my favorite places. But I'm having to be more careful there now, right? I'm in Safeway. I'm doing a little bit of shopping, right? And, and, and one, of the, one, of the, one of the managers... Um, as I was heading towards the back of, of, of the market uh, to get some things, one of the managers comes out of the back, all right, with a cart. Not even kidding, true story. <laughs> Sees me walking in the cart and goes, hey, <laughs> hey, seriously tells me, hey, psst. I'm like, you know, I'm tripping, like, hey, man, I'm totally married. And she's like, no, 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 psst. come here, come here, come here. And I'm like, what? She's got this cart. She goes, I'm trying to look at, she's like, look at the cart. And I looked down and there was toilet paper on the cart. She was giving me a hookup. You know what I'm saying? That's what we call a hookup. You know, in the streets, we got, she was hooking a brother up, all right? And she was saying, all right, boom. You think I didn't get some toilet paper? I did. I got some for me. I got some for somebody else, all right? Praise the Lord, all right? You know, so God knew. He said, don't be anxious, man, because you're going to be walking the same way. Somebody's going to go, Psst. you know what I mean? It's going to happen. And he tells us this, he goes, you know, the Gentiles, the people who are not coming after Christ, the people who are not coming after God, they're looking for all these things, man, and we're seeing the evidence everywhere. He says, but your holy father, your, your heavenly father knows that you need these things, amen? He knows that you need these things. It was pretty crazy, man, because <clears throat> uh, allergies, don't freak out. Uh, and so um, <laughs> it was crazy because right now, um, a friend of mine hit me up and says, hey, man, I got these, like, these dust masks, these industrial or dust masks. And, uh, you know, do you know anybody who needs them? And I says, I'm sure 
well, I'm sure we'll find someone, right? And, uh, and it was crazy because I kind of forgot about it. And, and the brother, you know, gets me, up, gets me up yesterday. And he says, hey, man, I'm coming by with those masks. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. But what is crazy, an hour before I had that conversation, after, an hour before he called me and said he's coming by with those masks, I had a medical professional who was talking. We were talking about some, something completely different. And she says, you know, yeah, man, one of the things right now, we're really trying to get these masks. We don't have any masks. I've got some on back order and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we need to do some of these um, procedures and stuff like that. We don't have any of these masks. And I, and I didn't think about it, but when the brother called me and says, hey, I'm dropping all those masks, I'm like, yeah, no problem, man. And then it hit me. I was like, wait a second. He dropped them off. I looked at the mask. It's a certain type, all right? I sent a screenshot to this medical professional, and she was like, that's exactly what I need. She goes, I have been praying for this. She says, if I had diamonds, I would trade it for these masks right now. I said, well, come bring some diamonds by, and I'll give you some masks. No. Um, I, said, I said, come on by, man. You can have them, man. Just take them, and it was such a blessing. See, God knows what we need, man, you know, and, and we're faithful in prayer and faithful to trust. He knows that he's going to meet us. This is called faith, not fear, all right? This is where we roll, man. He says, here's what he says in verse 33. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and, 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 and his righteousness, and all these things are going to be added to you. All this stuff is going to be added to you. Look for God, he says. He says, continue to pursue Jesus through prayer, through his word, through community, all right? And through his, through his people and through opportunities that he puts in front of you. And he tells us, don't be anxious. This is beautiful. Look at this, man. Come on, you can't tell me that he's talking faith, not fear. Check this out. In verse 34, he says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Don't be tripping about tomorrow. Because tomorrow, check this out. Don't be tripping. Are you listening? Don't be tripping about tomorrow. And we're like, I'm totally tripping, man. Don't even tell me that. No, he says, he says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. He says, for tomorrow is going to be anxious enough for itself. And I don't understand that quite. But he says, sufficient for the day is its own problems, man, is its own trouble. In other words, you've got enough stuff going on today. He says, don't be tripping continually and continually about tomorrow. And he says, have faith. Don't be afraid. That's faith, not fear. We talked a lot about that last week, but I think it's continual to keep that conversation, or important to keep that conversation fresh. But I also want us to consider the other side of the coin. I want us to consider the other side of the coin, man. This idea of faith, not fear, that's important. But if you turn the coin over, you're gonna see another side, a very important side. And that is faith, not foolishness. Faith, not foolishness. A faith coin has two sides. Don't be afraid and don't be a fool. Don't be afraid and don't be a fool, man. This is, this is how he leads us. I mean, because I get it, okay? I get it, man. I'm a soldier for Christ, all right? And I know that no weapon formed against me will prosper. If it takes me out, if a weapon takes me out and I die, it didn't prosper. I'm gonna go and be with the Father. I know that no weapon against me will take me out of the Father's love, out of the Father's embrace, out of the Father's care. I know that for a fact that nothing on this planet will separate me from the love that I, from the love that I have in Christ Jesus. I know this, man. I get this, man. I'm, I'm living this out, man. I know that live or die, I am in him and I'm with him for his glory, amen. But this does not mean that I can go and play in front of a firing squad. It doesn't mean that I can take my family to have a picnic out in the middle of a freeway. All right, faith, not foolishness, is a very, very important thing. It's extremely important. It just means that we gotta pay attention. As we shared, there are real concerns out there, man. 
there are real concerns out there. And they're, and they're creeping. I was, I was looking at an article that was um, to share some insight from some of the pastors in Europe that have, that, have, that have maybe, maybe, just maybe are starting to see the peak of this or coming on the other side of the peak of this. It's not quite sure yet. We don't know. Every day is a new day and we come up with new information every day. But they've def- they definitely got hit really hard before we did. Now we surpassed everyone in the States here. But these pastors are saying, man, you really, really, and this is from pastors, faith men, faithful women, the church, all right, in Europe is coming over here and saying, they're not coming over, but they're telling us, man, be serious about this idea of social distancing. It's wise. They said, you don't know how many pastors right now that we have on ventilators right now in Europe. He shared a story of one pastor who was not taking this seriously and he went and did a funeral and he didn't know that he had this, this virus and he gave it to everybody at the funeral. Oh man, that is a nightmare for me. See, I'm a hugger. All right, I'm, I'm out in the street, man. Anybody? No, 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 no. I got, it just, it just, it just, you got to take a, God's saying, you know what? You have to be wise right now. Faith, not a fool. Faith, not foolishness. And I'm, I'm listening to this pastor, he's from, from Madrid, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm starting to take it to heart, man. Ernie, you need to calm down, brother. We can't be foolish in something. Here, here's what I recognize. All right, I know, you know, we're the church, man. We're ready to charge and lift up the banner. We're ready to fly out there. And you know what? <clears throat> Whatever happens, happens, right? And, 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 and I get it, you know what I mean? But, but there's also wisdom, especially with with something like this, man, that is starting to even, this pathogen is starting to, to, to mutate, all right? And we don't know if it's someday, it, it could, in fact, and it has happened before where a pathogen has went from droplets, don't touch that, to now aerosol. It's in the air. And we gotta be careful, man. We have to be wise. You see, times like this, all right, they require, times like this require creative response rather than a careless reaction. Times like this require creative responses rather than careless reactions. The best question that we can ask in times like this is, is what is the wise thing to do? That's the best question that we can ask. This is here for just, I guess, aesthetics because I try to get this thing in here to, Ernie, if, if you would take, I, I've said my name twice. I don't do that often. I don't think I walk around my house and go, hey, Ernie, what's going on? I've said it here so I can calm down a little bit, but I don't feel like calming down. All right, so I'm put it over there. All right, but check this out. Here's what I know, man. We have to ask this question, man. What is the wise thing to do? That's what, that's what right now requires. What is the wise thing to do? Faith, acted out in wisdom, is what the world needs to see and it's what the world needs to understand and it's actually who the church is. It's who the church is. We need to be leaders worth following. Here's, here's a, a brother in Christ reminded me of this this weekend or this week. He mentioned that, that, that every crisis, and we know this, all right? Every crisis brings with it its own set of problems, its own set of, you know, just, just challenges and concerns, right? Every crisis does this. And, and for the most part, most people, all they do is focus 
on the problem. All they do is focus on the challenges. While leaders, leaders will, 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 will address the problem, all right? They'll address the problem and they'll seize the opportunities. You see, and I've told you this before, that every man and woman that has given their life to Christ, well, they have the potential to be the greatest leaders on the planet, the greatest leaders on the planet. Because we have a leader worth following. We have, uh, you know, we have a destination that is grander and greater and is actually the purpose of humankind. All right, that's who, that's who we are. But we need to lead in wisdom. We need to lead wisely. And I, I can prove it. You think that, oh man, are we, are we backpedaling our faith? No, man, we're moving forward in our faith. You see, James, who's the leader, little, little brother of Jesus, all right, wrote a book that was amazing, and it's well known for its, for its, um, for its uh, charge of, of faith without works. It's this, this statement, faith without works is dead. It's well known for that. If you read the book of James, it's a glaring, you get this glaring perspective. There's several different perspectives, really, really major eternal and key truths in there. But there's this one, just faith without works is dead. In other words, you can't just say I got faith and do nothing, all right? Your doing will prove that you have faith. And he says, faith without works is dead. And we're like, yeah, I know it. Isn't that, yeah. But he also goes on in that very same chapter, chapter three, where he talks about it. He says this in James chapter three, verse 13. Verse 13, he says, who is wise? and understanding among you. There's a crowd out there. There's a crowd out there right now. There's a bunch of you out there. And he says, among all of you, who is wise and understanding? All right, who is wise and understanding among all of you? Check this out. By his good conduct, all right, by his faith in action, let him show his, his faith in action, all right, in the meekness of what? What does that say right there? Wisdom. In the meekness of wisdom. He says, he says this, he says, this idea of good conduct and works, this is faith in action. This is faith with works. This is faith that proves itself because it acts, all right? He says, let you show your faith, show your faith, prove your faith to be acted out in meekness, this strength under the control of humility in meekness, all right, of wisdom. Wisdom, knowledge, and experience tooled with um, 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 common sense and insight, all right, uh, fueled by God's Holy Spirit, the beginning of wisdom, our fear of God, our respect for God, our reverence for our Lord and Savior. He says, who is wise among you? He talks about faith, man. Yeah, yeah, faith, not fear. Let's get out there. But then he, he couples it with this idea, man, this, not this idea, this eternal truth of wisdom, of wisdom. Faith should never be empty of wisdom. That's what he's saying. Faith should never be empty of wisdom. So the great question for us to ask at all times, but especially in times like this, is what is the wise thing to do? He says, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. 
He says, but if you have bitter jealousy, look what he goes on to. If you have bitter, and selfish ambition in your heart, in other words, if you just want everybody to see you in action, not faith in action, you in action, look at me, I don't care. You know, but you know, don't boast against, don't boast and be false against the truth. Don't act like you're doing this for the glory of Jesus Christ. You may think you are, man, but if everybody's looking at you and they're not looking at Jesus, then you're not doing it for the glory of Christ. Jesus himself, in, in John chapter 17, I think it was one or two, all right, he prayed, the very beginning of his prayer, he says, Father, the hours come, glorify your son so that your son may glorify you. If you give me any glory, may it be at a point to your glory. He says, this wisdom, this is not wisdom. Look at verse 15. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but it's earthly, all right? It's earthly, it's unspiritual, it's demonic. Whoa, those are big, that's heavy right there. And he says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition, all right, exist, there will always be disorder in every vile practice. And then James throws a big old butt right in the middle of everything. Look at this. But, verse 17, a huge but. You need this but. All right, check this out. Wait, that came out weird. All right, a big, never mind. You know what I'm talking about. See, a good thing you ain't here because you've been making fun of me right now. All right, you're probably doing it anyway. So, you know what? Um, you'll be judged for that. Anyways, just kidding. All right, so check this out. Verse 17, he says, but the wisdom from above, real wisdom, God's wisdom, Jesus' wisdom, wisdom of, of the Holy Spirit, all right, that comes right here in you, in me, in we, all right? The wisdom from above is first pure. It's unmixed. It's not mixed with selfish ambition. It's not mixed with, I wonder if everybody's looking. It's not mixed with any of this stuff. It's pure. It's pure Jesus. It's pure for the glory of Jesus. It's only for the glory of Jesus. It's unmixed, man. It's pure. This is the wisdom that's from above. It begins pure, then it's peaceable. It's gentle. It's good wisdom. It's gentle. It's open to reason. This is a huge this is huge, man. They're telling us, right, this, this social distancing, right? They're telling us about these, you know, uh, about, you know, this, this uh, you, know, uh, you know, proper hygiene and just a lot of good advice, all right? And this, this is reasonable. It's open to reason. It's full of mercy. So when we see people who are acting unwisely, we still, we have mercy. It's, it's filled with good fruits. Goodness, all right? Uh, patience, you know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. You know, read Galatians chapter five, verse 25 or something like that. Read all of Galatians, it's probably good for you. Anyways, it's impartial. Wisdom doesn't play favorites. It literally steps out above the circumstances and says, what is the wise thing to do here? It removes personality. That question, what is the wise thing to do, removes your personality, removes personal preferences and literally lays it out here. What is the wise thing to do? And this kind of wisdom, this kind of wise thing to do, pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and real and sincere and genuine. So we look at this man and we're trying, to, we're trying to perform this balancing act, right? 
We're trying to perform this balancing act all right, with, with wisdom and, and, and then, and then our, our, our you know, responsibility as God's church. And, and we ask, what's the wise thing to do right now? And we're tripping on this balance, man. Like, how do we, how do we balance the tension of social distancing? Now, just check this out. All right, how, how do we balance? I got this question, I wrote this down, but this is an important question because it has several aspects to it. So, so stay with me, check this out. How do, we, how do you and I, how do we balance, all right, all right uh, the tension? Because the social distancing provides a lot of tension for a Christian, even if you're an introvert, all right? It does. It says, how, how do we balance? So how do we balance the tension right now of social distancing and our responsibility as the church to visit the sick, to help the hurting, to remain in community and even personally to rise above the current narrative because it's trying to bring us down and, and there are real concerns and I'm not acting like some of you are not wondering where you're gonna get your next paycheck from. I understand that and I feel for you. I do, man, and we're here at the church and we're hopefully here, you know, hopefully we can help out. I'm sure we can help out a little bit here and there. All right, you just gotta let us know. But, but, but how do we do this, man? Okay, we're thinking about the wise thing to do. And we also know that we've been called to, to visit the sick, to help the hurting, all right, to stay in community, to not allow the, the, the narrative of the enemy to control us, but to rise above that narrative. So how do we do this? Well, I, I wanna challenge you, again, by being open to reason, by being open to wisdom, faith, not fear, yes, but on the other end of that coin, on the other side of that coin is faith, not foolishness. So what do we do? Well, right now, there's, there's, there's a thing going on uh, and I've, I've, I've named it several times, it's that saying to social distancing. I think right now we do need to maintain social distancing. I, you know what? Come from me, that's big, man, because I am the least likely, I was voted in high school to be least likely to be socially distant. It was my high school thing. Hey, you know what I mean? So anyways, I, I, I get it. All right, but, 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 but people, you know, the problem is people think this is a joke. I'm in Walmart last night, all right? I'm in Walmart, I had to get some things. There was some stuff we needed and I had to get it, all right? And I'm in line and it seemed like everybody was like, like breathing on me. I started freaking out, all right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I'm, I'm tripping on some of this stuff, all right? And, and, and I'm, I'm like, and the lady comes, right? She works and she goes, hey, you guys need to get six feet apart, all right? You can't be in line, you're all crunched up like this. And I was like, oh, that was cool, thank you. And then one lady started complaining, six feet apart, and she's like, <laughs> starts coughing. I'm like, yes, if anybody should be six, maybe 60 feet apart, it should be you, all right? People aren't taking this seriously, man, because here's what I look at. Hey, man, I, you know, if you don't care if you get sick, I care if you get me sick because I have people that I love that I don't want to get sick. You understand? Faith, not fear, yes, but also faith, not foolishness. Come on, man. We need, to keep, we need to come along with this. I think that number one, that social distancing protects not only your family, but it protects your friends. It protects people who are at risk. It also protects you. But you know what else it does? And this is huge and it's being proven. It helps starve the spread of this pathogen, of this virus. It starves out the spread. It has nowhere to go. It just dries up and has to go away. And that's what we're praying would happen, but we need to be involved in that prayer. We're asking God to do all the heavy lifting here. He's like, hey man, I want you to do a few things, right? Could he? Yeah, of course he could. But what does he want you to do? Ask the question, what is the wise thing to do? According to his brother James, or Jesus' little brother James, we just, we just figured that out. Well, what about visiting the sick? All right, well, right now, according to this and according to the medical professionals, that's not, that's, that's, that's not a very good option. 
This is what, this is what medical advancement. We have, the church has the medical advancement today that it didn't have back in the day where they were yanking people off the streets, all right? Yeah, that was important. That was a big deal, all right? They needed to do that. And with that, because of their actions, hospitals were created. We need to care for the sick. Yes, we need to know if somebody's sick, all right? We need to, and if they, and if they get quarantined to their own house, we need to figure out what is the wise way to take care of them to not allow them to isolate? How can we check on the ones who are sent home wisely? But here's even a crazier thing. How, how, how can you start continually and, and, and consistently or consistently pray for our medical professionals? Man, they're pulling shifts that are just crazy right now. And they're having, some of them are actually bunking up out of their houses right now so they don't get their house sick just in case they've been infected while they're working with people who have this. We need to pray for them right now. Um, practically, there's some that need childcare. What does it look like for us to say, hey, I'll watch your kids while you have to work that double overnight, that, that swinging graveyard shift. This is things that we can do. You're like, okay, how do we balance the tension of social distancing and our responsibility as a church? This is how, man, these are just recommendations. Come on, you, you, you're already thinking like this. But definitely stay home if you're sick. What about the vulnerable? What about the people who are at risk? How do we take care of them? I wanna challenge you, man. Number one, find a collaborative effort. People who are collaborating to, 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 to address this, all right, as, as, as a community. All right, plan together, work together, initiate together. All right, plan together, work together, initiate together. My house has become my office. I do a lot of planning there. We get online, we have Zoom meetings where everybody's on there, all right, and we're planning together. And we're still working together. The church is not, you can't close the people, all right? We're planning together, we're working together, and we're initiating together. We may not be, you know, right there next to each other holding hands, man, but we're initiating this work together and we're meeting the needs. It's happening. As Pastor Ron shared, we're putting together food boxes. There's soup that's taking place for people, you know, that need some, a hot meal in the evening, all right? We're, we're sewing masks and stuff like that for, for, for people. There's all kinds of stuff you can get involved in. Well, what about community? I think we need to be the church, but like right now, just a little differently. Take advantage of technology. Take advantage of this technology that we have, man. How many of you? You're like, I haven't seen so-and-so. I don't get to see anybody. Well, if you have FaceTime, have you FaceTimed them? If you have a phone, have you texted them? All right, which even better, uh, if I can't see you face-to-face, -face, I at least want to hear your voice. You know, you'll have somebody say, you never call me. Well, you know what? My phone rings too. Call me. You know what I mean? Let's start calling each other. Let's start talking to each other. You're like, what if we don't have that kind of technology? Okay, I'm gonna challenge you something crazy. Something we used to do back in the day. This is crazy. You ever write a letter to somebody? This is insane. You ever write a letter? Send a picture of yourself. You know what I mean? And put it in a letter. Hi, it's me. This is me hugging you wirelessly. Wireless, all right? You can still have wireless without wireless. Anyways, oh, I got a crazier one. What about this, man? All right, some of you are very, very healthy. Some of you are strong. Some of you can do this. Grab a lawn chair. Go over to a neighbor's house, knock on their door, and then step back, put your lawn chair on their lawn or even on the sidewalk and say, hey, how's it going? Bring a cup of coffee with you. How are you doing? Get yourself a cup, all right? And have a, have a conversation. We can still work this out correctly and wisely. I think it's important. But we have to stay connected. Well, I want to challenge you. Pastor, I was talking to Pastor Clay Stidham the other day. 
And such a wise guy, man. I mean, just, just very, very wise. And he says, you know, I just try and challenge my people not to isolate, but to insulate. Insulate by staying in connection. And insulate by staying in God's word. By staying in God's word. Is the word of God, is it in you? I, I get it, man. We, 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 we read a lot and we read all kinds of different stuff right now, all right? But, but, but you know, and I, and I was reading another article by some guy named Tripp and, and he said, is this pandemic, is this all you ever think about? Is it all you read about? Is it all you talk about? Is it all you worry about? Is that what's taking place in you right now? I love this, this phrase. Worry is wasted imagination. So stop wasting your imagination. Yes, it's happening. It's happening. But, you know, and yet we need to be up to date on what's happening, but we need to be more up to date on what God is doing. So get into the word of God. And then I got a challenge for you, man. When you get into the word of God coming from the outside, will it meet the spirit of God on the inside? Will the word of the God, will the word of God that you're reading on the outside, will it meet the spirit of God that lives on the inside? Because I guarantee you, this is no time right now to ignore God's word. This is no time to ignore God's word. There's never a time to ignore God's word. But right now, this is definitely not the time if you think you have to. And we need to rise above the narrative. We need to rise above the narrative that's taking place and create the story. I'm gonna challenge you. I got a few questions I wanna challenge you. Who right now, who are you gonna to allow to tell your story? Do you like people telling you? Do you like people creating your own story? No, man, I would allow God to change my story. Do you like the world to change your story? No, I'm going to allow God to change your story. Who are you going to allow to direct your story? Who are you going to allow to influence your story? Let me ask you this, man. When this is all over, because this is going to, it's going to end. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. All right, this is not, this is, it's going to pass. Is it going to take a toll? Absolutely, it already has. But let me ask you this question. When, 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 this is, when this is all over, check this out. When this is all over, when it has passed, what story do you want to tell? Which story is the story you want to tell? Right? I can give you all kinds of scenarios, but I think that question just needs to sit with you. I want to tell his story personally. I want to tell his story. I want to tell the story of faith two-sided coin of faith. Faith, not fear. And faith, not foolishness. I'm gonna challenge you to something next week, all right? The first of the month, we normally have communion together as a family. I wanna challenge you this week to go out and, well, I shouldn't go out. Send somebody else out. Anyways, all right, or take some bread that you have in your house, all right? And some juice, some you know, uh, you know, wine or, uh, or Kool-Aid. I, you know, it, it, God knows your heart. I, the first time I ever had communion on the real, it was, I've told you before, it was uh, just crushed bread and some Kool-Aid. It's all we had, but we did it. And we honored the death and the resurrection right, of Jesus Christ. I wanna challenge you this week, get those elements together because next week we're still gonna take and partake and take of communion together, all right? And uh, stay close, um, but get prepared for that. I think it's gonna be a big deal next week. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
And so, Father, we just give you the praise. Lord God, we give you the honor and we give you the glory. And Lord, you are above all and through all and in all. You are the God who created all things. And Lord God, without beginning, without end, Lord God, you are our King. You are our almighty God, our creator. And Lord, there's nothing that you're missing right now. And Lord, many of it, we don't, we don't quite know exactly what's taking place right now, but we, we just need help trusting you through it, to have faith and not to have fear, to have faith and not be foolish. Guide us, Lord God, in Jesus' name to change the story for your glory. Amen. The